A couple weeks ago, I went to Mass at the Cathedral of St. John, you know, downtown Cleveland. It was a celebration of the 60th anniversary of Bishop Pilla. Crazy. And it was a wonderful Mass. But anyway, it was no fun ride getting from here to that point B. Not only was I a few minutes late, which happens, I also ran to construction on the way up. Just, you know, like traffic jam when you're already late, you know, so I ran to construction on my way up there. So, you know, like the New York driver comes out of me. I'm like quick, sharp, efficient. Like I went down 77 and East 9th like as, as quickly and safely as possible. And I found a spot at the top the top level of the cathedral parking lot. I ran across the parking lot, ran into the church. I was, I was like, I was putting on my vestments as I was running down the hallway, if you can imagine that, trying to say prayers as I'm running down the hallway, putting on my vestments. And about a minute before mass starts, I, I sneak in the back of the sacristy to go to the church. And I come upon this whole crowd of bishops waiting for mass. So. So, so as I squeeze past them, I say, you saved the worst for last, you know, and uh, yeah, they laughed. Because I, I knew I wasn't the best, the best was saved for last that day. And the whole congregation in the cathedral saw me stroll down the aisle all the way to the back of the church and then go like this and, you know, I don't care. But, uh, but, but we all know, I assume we all know that feeling. You're the last one through the door. Like, we all know that feeling. Have you ever, have you ever felt, seriously, like, like the worst safe for last? Yes, I, I have felt that way. Like, have you ever felt like you're, you're the worst safe for last? You know, and especially with our faith, right? So many people made it before we did. You know, so many people found their faith way ahead of us. And it's just like they were, they were waiting for us. The party already started, and we just showed up and said, ah, hi, I'm here now. And so this comes to mind, this uh, prayer to God. Too late have I loved you. Oh, beauty so ancient, oh, beauty so new. Too late have I loved you. You were within me while I was outside. You were with me, but I was not with you. What took me so long? These are words from St. Augustine. This is a prayer from St. Augustine in his Confessions. And he was rejoicing that he finally made it, right? He finally found the Lord after so long. And half of his life, half of St. Augustine's life was, was literally spent like missing the Lord or avoiding the Lord or running from the Lord. And I wonder <clears throat> when he made it there, did he wonder, was all, were all those years wasted time, you know? But however, what we love about him is that he is kind of like, with this saint, is one of our best saved last. It took him a long time to get to the Lord, but there was lots of grace through that. He was the best saved for last, right? And I was, as also, I was, I was praying with this first scripture we hear about God sending Samuel, right, to anoint the one person that he has in mind to be king. I thought David, he is the definition, best save last, right? The youngest of eight sons, the last one to come through the door uh, as everyone else is waiting, just waiting in front of the prophet. 
And I wonder, did his seven brothers sneer at David as he walked through the door, you know, like smelling, dirty, unkempt, probably nonchalantly? I wonder, did they sneer at him? But maybe he was out in the fields, right? David is still out in the fields. Maybe he was the one who was finishing all the work that his brothers left behind to go ahead of him. And so this was the one, right, the last through the door that God was waiting for. So I wonder, looking to us, do we, do we uh, sneer at the last person through the door, whether it's church or in life? Do we sneer at the last person to catch on to things? And we think, what took you so long? I think people have literally asked me that question before. What took you so long? You know, but the point is, God's timing always trumps our timing. We have timing, but God's, God's timing is perfect timing. And so I'd like to embarrass my four friends in the front row. Liz, Becky, Josh, Adrian, right, who've been going through RCIA all this time. I wonder if you're thinking, what took me so long to get here? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All our family and our friends and the church is waiting, just waiting for us to arrive and to join. So do we think, do we think, or do you think that all those years were wasted time, like opportunities missed, you know, blessings that we never had? We all like to play that game in our head, right? But God is our Father. And He knows, God knows, our Father knows, everyone that's coming to join his banquet. He knows the exact, precise time that, he, that, that we arrive. And his party is not complete without us, without each person he knows is coming. So I guess that means that his party will never be complete until we're all one in heaven. And so does this mean that all of us, all those who are already here, do we mean nothing? No, our part in it is that those who are in the church, we are here to welcome those now coming into the church. We're waiting. We're waiting with God to welcome the person that walks in the door for the first time or the person that enters into our community for the first time because they are always the best saved for last. Just remember, one time, one time, once, we were the last one to come in. At a point in time, we were the last person to come into this church. And once, we were that guest that, that was anticipated, that the community and God was waiting to welcome. You know, that was us. And so this man born blind is perfect, right? This one person that Jesus chose to raise up in front of the entire village, the whole community, right? He was the last person they expected to change, to preach faith, and to show God's glory. And that's why Jesus said, this is the one. This is the one that God wants me to heal. And so this was a person who was born blind. Always, uh, all he ever knew was darkness in his life, right? He had no idea what light looked or felt like. And so, when he recognized Jesus was the cause, he says, this is the one who opened my eyes. Like his faith and his sight were crystal clear.
And so his new faith ended up, right, challenging, bringing revival to all the veterans of faith around him. And this neophyte, you know what I mean? Neophyte, it's a good word. Neophyte, okay. A neophyte, a, a newborn Christian, right, becomes a teacher, like ends up teaching the teachers. And that's why I think it's such an exciting time in our church for so many reasons. But also, every Easter, hmm, every Easter, we see our church being renewed by the people that come uh, to this banquet for the very first time. The best, not the worst, always the best, saved for last in this body. And so maybe the question um, is, who is the last person that we can see uh, showing God's glory? You know, who's the last person we would imagine would bring God's light into the world and make him known? Is it someone that we pass every day? Is that someone that we know? Or is it us? Is it you? Whoever the last person is, maybe that is just the person God is waiting for. <laughs>